Greetings, welcome to All That Sacred, unofficial podcast for the Pearl Jam fan. This is the 67th episode in a collector series, and I'm your host, Donnie. You know, the other day I asked you guys, what were some of your 2010 tour highlights? Just uh, trying to brainstorm some ideas. A little jealous still because the guys didn't tour anywhere near me. Played small tour here, small tour abroad, but uh, doesn't mean that it wasn't without its memorable moments. And as always, you guys delivered and sent me some awesome suggestions. So we're going to explore some of those today. And to get things going, a guy, Nigel, via Twitter, wrote and said, In Kansas City, just before the lights go down, and my cousin Scully says, Of the girl, and calls the opener.
Alright, so that's a cover of the song Public Image by the band Public Image Limited. That's how the guys got the show going on July 4th of this year over in Belgium. And uh, Just to reiterate, we are doing 2010 tour highlights, or just, I guess, 2010 highlights. And a uh, major part of this tour, especially here in the United States, was the opener. <laughs> As we all know, I'm a giant fan of Band of Horses. I played them a few times already on the podcast, trying to get everybody hyped for them, uh, trying to convert new fans. And I think um, I did my part, but they definitely came out and did their job. I was so disappointed to realize that uh, A, they were going to be opening for Pearl Jam, uh, but mainly B, I wasn't disappointed about that. I was stoked about that. What I was disappointed about is they weren't playing anywhere near me. So that was uh, frustrating because I'm a big, big, big fan, just to, just to reiterate. I'm sure you guys already know that and tired of me talking about it. But, um, you know, I do uh, like playing stuff besides just Pearl Jam on this podcast, especially if we can somehow tie it to the band in any way, shape, or form. So since Band of Horses were a big opener and a big part of this tour this last year so far, this year 2010, um, and and made a, not, a lot of new fans, I got a lot of feedback from people saying, hey, I saw Band of Horses, they're awesome, I rushed out, bought their albums. Um you know, I wanted to take this opportunity to play them again, once again on the podcast, because I did recently get a message on Facebook from Mike uh, up in Canada, and uh, he was saying, if I could toss on a song request for you on the podcast, um, don't know if it'll fit per se, as you played Band of Horses stuff before, and it's a PJ podcast, but if the mood strikes you and you have a good excuse for it, I've really been digging the song Ode to LRC lately. Sort of like how how it has its own pace and then suddenly turns calm with the whole the world is a wonderful place part. Just a cool dynamic to the song given the lyrics and the melody. A few weeks ago, I was at a friend's cottage and I got there a little bit before everyone else and was just hanging out on the water by myself, enjoying the peace and the quiet and the song just really fit nicely and fit with the setting and that kind of thing. So he's been, uh, I've been into it, especially ever since. So that's, uh, that's all the encouragement I need to go ahead and play Band of Horses again. And, uh, you know, I hope, uh, I hope you guys are into it. So this is Ode to LRC as requested by Mike, and it's from their sophomore album, Cease to Begin. <laughs>
trying to murder Nobody's outside There's no one really at all What the hell I saw The hell I saw The hell I saw The hell I saw
All right, so that's the Jackson 5 cover. Going back to Indiana, followed appropriately by Rats from the May 7th, 2010 show in Noblesville, Indiana. And that one-two punch was requested by a couple of people when I started the thread on Facebook and Twitter. What was your Pearl Jam 2010 tour highlight. And so there's always strength in numbers, and there's no way we weren't going to feature that on today's podcast. And, uh, in fact, I got a lot of great suggestions, and uh, obviously I'm not going to be able to get to them all today. If we don't play it today, we'll probably play it somewhere down the road. And today I'm trying to play some of the things that are maybe a little bit more obscure or didn't quite get the attention that some of the bigger shows did like in New York and Berlin and Newark and stuff like that. One, because that's just so obvious. And two, because I've played a lot of that stuff already on the podcast. Um, especially Newark and New York. Cause I couldn't wait to play some of that. And there was some decent audience recordings that were out before the official boot. So I just couldn't help myself and already played that on the podcast some time ago. So there's no way we're going to play everything today that was featured or called out or whatever. Uh, appreciate everybody's contribution. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely get to that down the road. Maybe, you know, be like a two-parter or three-parter. It's definitely still going to be long today. <laughs> Never had anybody complain about the podcast being too long, uh, which is amazing considering the length of number 52, which was like my magnum opus at like one hour and 48 minutes. So uh, don't know if we're going to make that today either, but um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a decent decent length one for sure so appreciate everybody's contribution and appreciate the people that um suggested that indie back-to-back song uh, going back to indiana and rats had that come from a couple of people and um so that was awesome and um one of the last things on the facebook thread the last contributions if you will was from a lady named jennifer jaff and she said, how can I not say going on stage in Hartford and having a song dedicated to me? Which, if you don't know, she was on stage or at least side stage. I don't know exactly because I wasn't there to see for myself. But she was recognized and had a song played for her in Hartford. And if you don't know who Jennifer Jaff is, she is one of the founders, or I think she is the founder of an organization, not-for-profit, called Advocacy for Patients with Chronic Illness. And uh, she's a lawyer and a patient advocate and sufferer of Crohn's disease. Her mission is to provide free legal information advice and advocacy services to patients with chronic diseases. And uh, she's definitely, uh, obviously, supported by the band, supported by friends of the band like the Wishlist Foundation. And so, you know, friend of the band, friend of the Wishlist Foundation, friend of this here podcast. So I want to... uh, recognize her because she's got something coming up here real soon on october the third uh to raise funds for advocacy for patients with chronic illness and it's a one hour what do they call it here sorry i'm looking at it as i'm talking it's a one hour challenge and um i'll put a link to this and you can check it out hopefully you can find a way to contribute some time and money and uh, raising some awareness and money for this organization on October 3rd. I'll put a link to this uh, informational page about this event on October 3rd 
on the podcast website. Or you can also go to their website directly, which is advocacyforpatients.org. So uh, just wanted to uh, give a, a special shout out there to Jennifer and uh, this organization because they're doing great work. So, all right, well, uh, we've played some stuff for Hartford, plus uh, they played, I think, The Fixer for her, and I think uh, we just played that like a week or two ago. And as you know, we don't like to repeat ourselves too much on this here podcast. So uh, another thing that we can play instead uh, from a show in 2010 that hasn't gotten any love on this podcast yet, which is uh, from Boston, 2010. So uh, I was sitting here trying to brainstorm like what to play. Got a great email recently from this guy, Bill. And um, he was telling me, it was very complimentary about what he loved about the podcast and, uh, and whatnot. But he was asking if I could play Push Me, Pull Me from this last tour. He'd never been a big fan of the song, but hearing it live lately and the way that they've been playing it live, he now has a new appreciation for it. And he wants me to play it from Berlin in 2010 because he says it's really, really good. But, you know, we got to give Boston some love. We'll give Berlin some love the next time we do some uh, Pearl Jam 2010 highlights. So uh, I'm going to pull an audible on you there, Bill, because that's what we do here. <laughs> so uh, instead of uh, Berlin, we'll play it from Boston. Play the song Push Me, Pull Me from May 17th in Boston, Massachusetts. It's a cool tune, and I don't know if it's ever been featured on the podcast. If it has, maybe once, and it was probably really shitty sound quality. So I've been talking enough. Let's go ahead and play this now. You're listening to All That Sacred, and Bill, you just got audibled. Push me, pull me, push me, push me, pull me out. 
Yes, yes, thank you, Mike McCready on the guitar. What do they call that one? That's a 59 what? TV special what? Gibson Les Paul TV special 1959 that you got for your birthday, yeah? Almost. This is a 56. The other one is a 59. Oh, it's a 56. I'm sorry. I'll just go. I, I didn't oh. mean to out number you by three years. You never play the 56. We must be like in Basque country or something. Because you never play. You always play the 59. But this is why I bring it out. He never. Uh, can I, uh, I? We've been on tour a long time. Uh, can I? Can I borrow that later? Can I take that home to my hotel room and masturbate to it? It's a 56. But is that all right? This part is what gets me. Even if it's, I won't go. Uh, what was, uh, you know, I, I gotta say, you know, everybody, who got to see Paul Weller play tonight? Paul Weller, alive and Weller, and, uh, you know, we think a lot about Joe Strummer, uh, Joe Strummer from The Clash, Joe Strummer with the Mescaleros, and... We've been thinking about him a lot lately, and uh, I got to meet him once, and it changed my life, and I'm not alone. Uh, but, uh, you know, we lost Joe years ago, and uh, I'm so glad uh, it made me appreciate Paul even more, that, that he's still here and still doing what he's doing, and still, uh, still the boss. Uh, but... If Joe could be here, he'd be here, and uh, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna, in order for him to be here, we're gonna play one of his songs off his last record. This one's called Arms Aloft, which means this. Repetitive 
train But just when you thought you're going down the train May I remind you of this scene last song was from the July 9th show in Spain, and as you heard in Ed's introduction, it's a Joe Strummer cover tune called Arms Aloft, which was exclusive to the European leg of the tour. I think the guys played it like four or five times, so that's one time there just to kind of keep the momentum going. Cool, upbeat tune. Um, so we're going to continue on here. Uh, don't have a lot of... Uh, dialogue or commentary to add to today's podcast at this point and uh, i want to keep things going here play some more tunes and i want to play a couple of v-mails that i've been sitting on for a long long time these uh actually both of these were called in during the tour either during a show or right after a show and i just never got around to playing them on the podcast so today seems like the appropriate time and place so appreciate everybody always calling in to the voicemail if you want to call in someday the number is 707 sacred nine that's 707-722-7339 love hearing from folks and um you know always appreciate people contributing email vmail whatever facebook um so anyway, uh, let's get on with that here. Here's a couple voicemails, one from Buffalo and one from London, England. Hey, Donnie, this is Jim from Binghamton, New York. Just finished watching Pearl Jam in Buffalo. Holy shit, this band rocks. Awesome energy from the crowd. Anyway, just wanted to make a request for your perfectly imperfect segment. The song is Fatal from that Buffalo show, May 10th, 2010. Eddie starts to sing and totally fucks it up. It was hilarious. Then they nailed it. Been listening to the podcast since pretty much the beginning and immediately thought of this segment when hearing them mess it up. Who can blame Eddie? I believe they've only played it one other time, so go figure. Keep up the good work. Later, man. (laughs) 
Rounds for dismissal, I'll 
Johnny, this is Jared Colling. Uh, I'm at the Hard Rock Calling Festival in London, and I'm here with... Stacey! And uh, Pearl Jam's just about to come on. Ben Harper just finished up his set, and he was pretty good. Uh, Eddie came on, and he played uh, Under Pressure with Ben. And, uh, Under Pressure! <laughs> it was pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I've got pretty good bets on to say that uh, Ben Harper's going to be coming back on with Pearl Jam in a second. But uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we're looking forward to them starting uh, in about 15 minutes. So, yeah, I hope we, uh, wish you were here, man. But uh, I'd love to hear Red Mosquito, because I remember you played that once. Uh, ben Harper came on and played with Eddie Vedder. I can't remember what episode it was, but, yeah, that was a cool cover. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's hear Red Mosquito and uh, rock on, man. See ya. You know, I'm going to tell you why. I, uh, can I have my guitar back for a second? I'm going to tell you why. I, uh, Somehow I, I heard a tape of this guy singing this song. He was down somewhere down south in the United States, and uh, I, it was almost like seeing your parents naked. Something that I wish I would have never heard, but it, it was this this guy singing the song that one. And I, as great as it is to hear somebody else play your song, he was saying, uh, "Everything you gave is nothing you will take on." <laughs> fucked me up. It still fucked me up. It's terrible. Terrible. Uh, You think it would sound? It sounded too. Uh, this is uh, here's someone who's gonna help uh, clear my head and reset my brain. Here to assist us on this next song, please uh, let me introduce to the stage. You saw him before, Mr. Ben Harper. Let's hear it for Ben and his band, the Relentless Seven, from earlier. This one's gonna be called Red Mosquito.
so it's no surprise when I put the call out for 2010 tour highlights. Madison Square Garden was a recurring theme. A lot of people were like, Madison Square Garden and MSG, MSG. And I mean, deservedly so from everything that I've seen and heard. And uh, we played some audience boots uh, from uh, night two, like Lucan and and stuff like that. And I I think uh, I was hunger strike too that night. Um, on an earlier podcast, I mean, it's it deserves the hype. It was obviously a, a fantastic show. So I wasn't really expecting much, you know, as far in the way of uh, requests for night one. Uh, I did get one guy on my Facebook, uh, this guy Andrew, who's been listening to the podcast pretty much since day one, said MSG2 was legendary, but I had more fun at night one spending too much on beer. <laughs> So, uh, you know, night one uh, definitely was uh, a great night, at least uh, for some people. But one one person that wrote me on Twitter kind of just stopped me cold. And uh, it was just really moved me in, <laughs> in 140 characters or less. But this person wrote back and said uh, their highlight from night one was Madison Square Garden singing alive with my 19-year-old brother because the cancer hadn't taken him yet. And that he died a week and a half ago. So <laughs> I was just like, wow, you know, I mean, <laughs> just, I didn't, I don't know what, I didn't hardly know what to say then. I don't hardly, you know, know what to say now, but uh, I appreciate this guy sharing that with me. And, um, you know, I reached out to him privately on Twitter and said, you know, sorry for your loss and blah, 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 blah. And he wrote back and said, thanks, man. It's been tough. But he hang around. He hung around with his cancer for three years and went to five Pearl Jam shows in that time. So, um, you know, there's just a perfect example of the band and this community, um, you know, I mean, because it's like a give and take thing. And especially, at, you know, shows like Madison Square Garden, the audience is much a participant in the show as the band is. But um, definitely sounds like the band and the music and this community, you know, brought some good times you know to this guy and his brother and his brother's last days so um i you know i just appreciate him sharing that with me and uh, i thought i would share with you and uh, we're definitely playing alive from madison square garden for this guy and his brother
got some pretty powerful stuff there. I just imagine like those two brothers at that show singing that song, singing their guts out and having a great time um, and having, you know, just a moment of awesomeness and uh, a pretty troubling time. Uh, and ironically and coincidentally, I felt bad during the introduction to that, just saying this guy and his brother, I actually went to that guy's uh, Twitter page, and his name's Ariel, and ironically, as I'm recording this, he had just tweeted something saying that he's listening to Madison Square Garden 1 2010 for the first time. It's the last show Galad ever saw, fitting that it was Pearl Jam in the garden. So that's the guy, is Ariel, his brother, who passed a cancer at 19. His name's Galad. And, um, you know, uh, just uh, my condolences to uh, to your family, Ariel and uh, Galad. You know, may you rest in peace. So I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> I figure I'll just go ahead and change gears pretty dramatically. And uh, we've been talking about the tour on 2010 and uh, over in Europe and in the States. I want to place a few things to play us out today to end today's podcast both of which happened in 2010. They actually happened on the same night, but they weren't part of either one of those tours. But um, recently I got my hands on, uh, I guess Sirius did a broadcast of the West Memphis 3 show that was uh, on the 28th of last month where Ed showed up with some other people. But it was, you know, Eddie was kind of like the biggest name on the bill that night. And uh, played a number of songs, and uh, most of them are solo acoustic. And uh, the main reason I, w- I the audio quality is pretty great. But then the other cool thing is it's actually something solo Ed that seems to be okay to play because even though there's audience recordings out there uh, from his solo tour over the last couple years, you know. 10 club were not allowed to play it for whatever reason i still don't totally understand that it's never been explained to my satisfaction but i guess it doesn't have to be explained to me it just is what it is and it's not okay so um as such none of that stuff's ever been featured on this here podcast because we want to stay in the good graces of the 10 club but considering that this is out there in bootleg form it's out there in youtube form hasn't been shut down and then this broadcast on sirius Uh, I guess it's okay to play. So I'm super stoked to play Society from that um, broadcast and that show. And uh, 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 that's why I'm stoked for it. But then um, there's uh, other people are stoked for that whole episode for totally opposite reasons. And uh, one of those people is my wife, Sandy. She's here. Her triumphant return to the podcast. Hi. Hi there hi there (laughs) (laughs) so um why why were you excited for society that night why was i excited well those two guys are two of my favorite entertainers those two guys i didn't even say anything (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even say anything about i just said eddie played society that night with johnny depp um yeah who's uh, was he in 21 Jump Street? <laughs> I, I've and heard Nightmare of it. on Elm Street. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, you might remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are two of my favorite entertainers. Um, 
for what feels like most of my life now, especially um, in the case of Johnny Depp. So, um, oh, I'm getting nervous. See, I have it all played out in my head. Can we just... <laughs> Keep going. No! <laughs> you gotta cut this part. I'll cut it out. <laughs> okay. But, um... But they're so different, and they have totally different careers, obviously. And so I just never thought that they would collaborate on anything together. And even when I heard that Johnny Depp was going to be at the rally, I just didn't even imagine that they would be playing a song together. I was just excited that they would both be there, and I thought, ooh, maybe there'll be a picture of them backstage together or something. So I'll be still at heart. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... When I heard that they had performed together and that there were YouTubes and pictures showing up online. You stayed up till three in the morning uh -huh, watching. Yeah. <laughs> Donnie told me that they were starting to pop up online, so it took me about two seconds to um, open up my laptop. And um, yeah, it was pretty exciting. But, you know, I mean, the whole thing was just awesome because it was for a good cause and it's a great song. Um, I love that whole Into the Wild soundtrack, and I love Eddie Vedder's solo stuff, so, um, yeah, for them to be performing together was pretty, pretty surreal for me. I know it seems trivial after the last story that we heard, Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was just, you know, it was just my 13-year-old girl inside getting really excited. <laughs> And the only thing that could have topped it is if uh, Taylor Kitsch from Friday Night Lights had showed, <laughs> had showed up. One thing I don't get is, like, apparently I shouldn't feel threatened or concerned. Because what's the one common no denominator between Eddie Vedder and Johnny Depp and Taylor Kitsch? Is they all have super long, like, beautiful hair. And how long is my hair? You don't have any I hair. I don't have any hair. I'm bald. But uh, I used to have. But you used to have long yeah. hair. Yeah. So, but the one saving grace that makes me feel a little bit better is you think Bruce Willis is a semi-attractive man. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Yes, yes. All right. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know where to go from there. I guess we'll just play this song and uh, I'll, I'll fan Sandy off. You what? I'll fan, oh. <laughs> I'll fan you off. Okay, so. so you're a little hot and bothered. I want to introduce the song. Okay. Okay, so here is Society. Performed by Eddie Vedder and Johnny Depp. Johnny, it would be great if you wanted to come out and play a number. Have to want more than you need 
So that was the dream collaboration of Eddie Vedder and Johnny Depp performing Eddie Vedder's songs. Actually, it's not his song. It's another guy, Jerry Hannon's buddy of Sean Penn. Song Society off the End of the Wild soundtrack at the West Memphis 3 Benefit Show on August 28th. 
of 2010 because we're featuring 2010 stuff this entire podcast so got one more song to feature from this show to play us out and um this one uh just seemed totally appropriate i mean i wanted to play this song anyway because i saw youtube of it that night is actually the first thing i saw from the show that night you know when i alerted sandy to like you know go spend the next 10 hours in front of the computer (laughs) and uh you know, just, I wasn't the only girl though, so that's good. No, there's like a whole <laughs> team of you guys online, like sending stuff back and forth and whatnot. But this was the first thing that I saw that night. And it totally blew me away. It was awesome. Uh, it was Eddie Solo doing Bruce Springsteen's Open All Night. And it just seemed totally appropriate too. Once I got this bootleg and heard his introduction to the song, which was cut off of the YouTube that I saw initially, where uh, he actually talks about Bruce Springsteen a little bit, and he talks about his dog. And the reason it seems totally appropriate, especially for today's podcast, is because uh, we're coming up on the one year, I don't know, anniversary doesn't sound right, but it's one year, just about, today is the 15th. So two days from today will be exactly one year that our dog died, um, which uh, if you listen way back on podcasts, I think number 17 or 18 or something like that, um, you hear me talk about that and dedicate a Bruce Springsteen song, um, I think to us in memory of him because it was pretty tough. He was like our kid and uh, he was like a 10 or 11 year old lab mix. And he was actually named after Bruce Springsteen because the dog that we had before him, her name was Sadie. She only lived to be like a year and a half and died as a puppy real suddenly. So then we were hoping that he would be like a Bruce Springsteen song. And because you said one time that a Bruce Springsteen song, a lot of Bruce Springsteen songs offer the promise of a better tomorrow. So we were hoping he would offer the promise of a better tomorrow. So we named him Boss. And, uh, yeah, so he died just about a year ago. And uh, it just seemed appropriate to play this song because it's a great tune. And then Eddie intros it talking about his dog, Hank. And, uh, it's funny. Yeah, it's really funny and cute. So just seemed totally appropriate to, to play that on today's podcast. So that's going to be it. That's going to play us out. Um, you have anything to add before... I just love Eddie Vedder covering Bruce Springsteen. He's the best at it, and um, he should do a whole album of Bruce Springsteen covers. That might be weird. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe like a bootleg album or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially, well, he does Bruce as well as Bruce almost. I mean, he definitely does Bruce better than Bruce does Eddie. (laughs) Because that one one time they played together, and he sang Darkness on the Edge of Town just fucking killed it and then bruce sang better man it was like (laughs) make it stop make it stop so um but you know bruce is the bruce he's the boss so okay we're gonna play this for our boss and um this is eddie covering the boss open all night from the west west memphis three benefit so that's gonna wrap up today i hope you enjoyed this romp through 2010 and uh, it's been cool. It's been fun. Keep the suggestions coming, and uh, we'll get to those. The ones we didn't get to today, we'll get to at a later date. <laughs> I mean, some of the ones I played today came to me, you know, months ago. So you just never know with me. So all right, well, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, that's it. You have been listening to the 67th installment of All That Sacred. 
unofficial podcast for the Pearl Jam fan. I'm your host, Donnie. This is my co-pilot, Sandy, signing out. And until next time, cheers. cheers. This is this is a this is a song by Bruce Springsteen, and I'm I'm not gonna sing it like Bruce Springsteen, and I'm not gonna sound like Bruce Springsteen. I don't think usually. I mean, I'd love to sound like Bruce Springsteen, but I think really only Bruce Springsteen should sound like Bruce Springsteen. Um, but but I, I I did notice the other day recently that uh, that. I have a dog called Hank, and I, 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 I heard something that I'd never really heard before the other day. And I, 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 but at some point when I'm yelling at my dog, yelling for my dog, I should say, uh, I end up, I, I heard something familiar. I, 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 it starts off like, Hank, come here. Hank, Hank, come here. Hank, Hank, Hank come here, Hank. Come on. Come on, Hank. One, two, come on. So I have complete anonymity in my neighborhood. They they don't think they live next to me. They just think they live next to fucking Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) Which is good, because then I don't have to clean up the dog shit, because they're like, that's Bruce Springsteen's dog shit. Keep it. Take it. So actually, I'm going to sing this in, uh, in the voice of Damien Eccles, because this, this is him on his way home. I hear the carburetor barely cleaned and checked for a lime tone. She's storming like a permitter and propped her up in the backyard on Concrete blocks with a new clutch plate and a new set of shocks Down to the car, wash, check the plugs and points I'm going out tonight, I'm gonna rock this toy Early North Jersey industrial skyline I'm all set, Cobra just a creeping through the night time Gotta find a gas station, gotta find a payphone This turn shots where it's spooky at night when you're all alone Gotta hit the gas cause I'm running late This New Jersey in the morning like a lunar landscape
stinking fast I make a pit stop Wipe the windshield Check the gas Gotta call my baby on the telephone Let her know that her dad is coming on home Sit tight, little darling I'm a, a covering ground I got three more hours But I'm coming around Eyes get itchy in the wee-wee hours Sun's just a red ball rising over them refinery towers Radios jammed up Gospel stations lost souls Calling long-distance salvation Hey, Mr. DJ, won't you hear my 